The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Let's head back into Barovia with Natra, Thielen, and Calvin. We begin this session in the Blue Water Inn, gathering more information from the half-elf bard while he's restringing his loot. JJ brings us back into the adventure. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online uh, at adventuresfromtheshed.com, iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher Radio, Google Plus, Bing, all over the place. We are here. We're going to be continuing our Curse of Strahd adventure. Before we do that, we're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I play Noctra, the paladin on this trip. Go on. Hey, this is Kurt. I am playing the half-elf sorcerer named Teelan. And I am Joe. I am playing Calvin, the cleric of Pelor. And then we have... JJ here. I'll be playing the DM in this fabulous adventure brought to you by Wizards of the Coast and played by the Adventures of the Shed. Um, today we're going to be exploring a little bit more of the Valaki area. Um, last time the characters had uh, spent the night in the windmill where the, they had chased off the Daughters of the Hag. And uh, they were able to save two little, uh, a little boy and a little girl. Um, I don't think we actually talked about what happened to them. Uh, they were How saved. You... What else is there? Exactly, right? <laughs> they, they were saved. Hey, when I save somebody, I just leave them behind. We established that with, uh, what was it, Ingrid? Or with I- Irina. Irina. Yeah, that one. Teach a man a fish, man. <laughs> <laughs> Teach a man to save themselves. They yeah. don't need to be saved anymore. Uh, so... And you made your way to Valaki. Uh, you passed through the woods, and you met the Revenant that was on a single-minded mission to kill Strahd's minions. That's right. Yep. We wisely let him go and do his thing. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of unstoppable, dude. Yeah. Then we came into town, which was a much seemingly brighter and cheerier and safer town than anywhere else we've seen thus far in Barovia. And uh, Paylor got very excited because he's uh, sorry. Calvin got oh. very excited because he saw the banners for the upcoming festival of the Brilliant Sun. I believe it was Blazing called Blazing Sun. Sun. Excuse me. Good gosh! And man. Uh, we basically spent the session wandering around town, getting a sense for what was happening there, and then ended up at the Blue Water Inn uh, because it has a tavern and wine. And after uh, spending a little bit of time there, Teelan made his way up to speak with the. Uh, there was an elf or a half-elf bard, Rictavio, who was playing in the tavern at the inn. And uh, Teelan, I, I spent a little time talking with him, learned a little bit about what was going on in town. Uh, and in short, we learned about a few people. We learned uh, about Lady Vokter, uh, who's the, probably the richest person in town. Uh, we learned about St. Andrew's Church, which the bard seemed to think was the key to the town's safety. Um, but most importantly, we learned that the Burgermeister, or the mayor of the village, has been sponsoring these festivals with increasing regularity, up from once a year to once a quarter to now once almost every week. And the bard seemed to think that he was disguising somehow, or trying to distract the people from the fact that perhaps things are becoming a little less safe, or perhaps a little more evil than they were before. Go pelo. Go pelo. So we finished by uh, taking uh, basically a, a spending a night, taking a long rest, and I think we are about to wake up the next morning. And the, the night does go um, relatively peacefully. Uh, there's a little bit of howling um, outside the uh, city walls, but nothing that would cause you any kind of alarm. 
like um, definitely wolf howling. Definitely howling. like wolf howling. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think we've heard that quite a bit. Over yes, the you last have. Couple of days. Yeah. So <clears throat> we come down in the morning, mm-hmm. and who is waiting for us? If anyone in the dining area. Um, the Irwin's wife, um, whose name escapes me currently. Mrs. Uh, Irwin. Mrs. Mrs. Irwin. Irwin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can find her name. Her name quick. is Steve. He's Irwin. Steve, Crikey. Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin, I like it. Uh, Bindi, actually, Bindi, Bindi Irwin. Isn't that the daughter? That is, that is the daughter. Yeah. Oh, all right. I have no idea. That's why they write them in books so that right? you can read them and see them. In case uh, you didn't notice, Danica. JJ is reading the Danica. book, and we are playing the Dungeons and Dragons Curse of Strahd campaign. As JJ mentioned, this Sorry. wonderful game brought to us by Wizards of the Coast. Irwin. His wife, his name is Danica. Danica. Um, and uh, he, she's there my, attending the bar, just kind of doing some general cleanup. The two boys are running around, scampering underfoot, and Rick Tavio is over in the corner and just uh, restringing his loot. Hey, Taylor, it looks like your friend's still here. Yeah, so I actually want to go talk to him for a minute because during the night, it, or you know, while we were resting, it occurred to me that um, even though he had given us some good information, that it would make sense to ask him about one of the other places mentioned when Madame Ava of the Vistani gave us our card reading. Uh, as listeners may recall, there were five cards that were relevant, and each appeared to signal essentially some type or some part of our quest. We've already dealt with the one involving the mill, uh, but I wanted to ask him you know, about at least one of the other ones to see if we could get some more information while we're here. And in particular, uh, you know, and I would be, at this point be saying this to Calvin and Noctra, you know, unless you guys feel otherwise, I'd like to ask, ask him about this wizard. Um, you may remember one of the cards said that our greatest ally will be a wizard. His mind is broken, but his spells are strong. And he was mentioned, I, I believe, by the Revenant that came by on his quest. There was some reference to it was the dragon. The, uh, it was the, um, the priest mentioned him. Ah, that's right. It was the priest. That's right. Because his yeah. son went with the mage to take on Strahd. Yeah, he was That's part right. of the rebellion or part of the attack force. That's right. Strahd. The Revenant was um, related to the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So um, I guess I would just kind of saddle. I think I've got a pretty good rapport with um, Rictavio at this point. I'd just saddle up, ask him how his night was, and say, hey, you know, I hate to trouble you again, but, you know, could I bother you for one more, one more piece of knowledge if you have it? Sure, good sir. What, what can I help you with? Well, I'm not exactly sure how to ask, but... Um, does it, this look like a rash to you? <laughs> uh, we've been hearing things around this part about a, a wizard who may have come through uh, Barovia here at some point in the past couple of years and who may be of some value to us. Is there, do you know anything about a powerful wizard that might have passed this way? No, one, no one's seen the Mad Mage in quite some time. Um, he it's a bad nickname. The Mad Mage? No, that's a bad nickname to have. Yeah. Right? Uh he, he, it looked like he was uh, living at one time on the uh, foothills of um, Mount Baratok. It's on the north side of the lake here. We're on the south side of the lake. Yes. Right. Okay. And that's kind of the last you've heard of him as he was off living in the foothills of Mount Baratok? Yeah, I mean, locals will occasionally see him uh, fishing by using lightning bolts. <laughs> Throwing dynamite in the water. Yeah, is that why y'all call him the Mad Mage? Uh, um, people people uh, stopped trying to approach him. Uh, he did take on Strahd, and he seems to have lived 
but just he's barely not quite there any longer at a great cost um how far would it be to mount Burtok from here if you were to do that i would definitely recommend taking a rowboat straight across the lake Strahd's minions don't frequent water huh that's good okay. to know good to know well, uh, Noxtra, uh, actually, I would thank, I would thank Rictavio for his time. I imagine we may hit him up for something else later, but, you know, my inclination at this point would be to consider heading to St. Andrew's and, Church. And, um, Danica, you know, says, your food's ready. Yeah. And, what about uh, breakfast? Rictavio goes over and grabs a little thing and goes, I'll see you guys later. And he walks away, walks out. Bye, huh. Ricky. Bye-bye. You have to have breakfast. It's the most, the most important meal of the day. True. You I'm something. waiting for the punchline. There is none. Damn. Hungry. <laughs> There's no punchline before 9 a.m. No. So she would go sit down and have breakfast. All right. And how, 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 many, um, how many days until the uh, Festival of the Blades? There's two more days. Two more days. All right. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that Calvin would be willing to leave before then. We'll find oh. out. Well, well St. Andrews is, is in town, right? It's in town. It's a... Yeah. Uh, let me actually switch user, using our roll twenty. I'll switch the player view over to the town. Oh. Cool. It's time for the plug about the system that we're using. <laughs> we are using roll twenty, and although this episode will air long after the news was out, it was just announced, I believe it was yesterday, that roll twenty now has an official partnership with Wizards of the Coast, and some of the Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition things are being offered on the marketplace of roll twenty. So it's pretty cool. But as far as I know, we are not sponsored in any way by Roll20, despite our constant shilling for them. It's just (laughs) that they're cool. I haven't actually told anyone to use it yet. I'm just saying that we are. Um, Awesome. So So after breakfast, uh, I imagine we've discussed what we're going to do. Are we going to the Abbey? Or do we go to talk to the mayor? Um, I definitely... uh, Well, St. Andrew's Church is not the Abbey. It's not the Abbey of St. Marcovia, no. Sorry. Yeah, the, the church. Now, the Abbey is where, damn it, I can't remember her name. And we say Irina. Uh, Irina. 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 That's where she was supposed to end up. Well, yes so or no. Her I mean, brother said that this town was okay. Yeah. Her brother only wanted her, her us to drop her off here. The priest recommended taking her to the Abbey. Exactly. Because well, it's a good. holy refuge. Right, and the key is that it's be someplace safe. And if we don't feel like which is why this town is going to be continue to be safe, which is part of why I want to go to St. Andrew's Church, because the... Bard told us that that's the key to the town's safety. Exactly. And so I'd like to know what's going on there, if anything. Um, and then by, you know, we'll probably be here for at least a couple more days. We can stay for the festival for Calvin. And during that time, hopefully figure out what's going on. With the mayor. And decide whether this is a safe enough place for Irina. And if not, then we can continue to the Abbey. Okay. Although at this point, my inclination is to continue to the Abbey with her. For what that's worth. Talon, you don't know how long it's been well, me waiting for you to say you want to go to church first thing in the morning. <laughs> we should get going there right away. <laughs> what if we find that St. Andrews is, uh, you know, they worship the moon there. Any church with you inside is better than, uh, than not having you in church. I don't, don't right. So um, the Blue Water Inn is in the uh, very center of town. Okay. And the very western section of town is where the St. Angel's Church is. Is it the biggest building we see? It is the, the biggest map? version, yep. The, big, right. the biggest one there. So it's not too far. It's the it's equivalent like, of a few big blocks away. Yeah. Um, and Calvin, while you're walking and you're kind of like, you know, just kind of looking around, 
you notice there a, a man is following you. A very, very short statured, kind of dirty, grimy looking guy is uh, okay. ducking into alleys and you know and following you guys down the road. Okay, um, because Noctra is the big tough guy. I'll make sure she knows. Um, I just kind of while we're walking along, just kind of you know wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Check out the guy following us over there in the alley. Don't look, but look, you know? I'm aware. Yeah? So, somebody's following us. I would casually, like, kind of step in while in one of the times that he's within the alley, I'd step into, like, a doorway and wait for him to pass and stop him and ask him why he's following us. Oh, oh I, I have an invitation for you. From where? From Lady Wakta. She wishes to dine with you. Lady Wakta. Lady Wakta. She's the, the, richest, the, rich, lady the richest lady in town, according to Rictavio. What does she want with us? She wishes to feed you. You tell your lady we're not to be bought. And stop following people. Or fed. Or f- <laughs> Everybody loves Lady Wakta's cooking. And stop following people. And he, ha- he kind of gives you a piece of paper with an invitation. It's folded up. It's got a seal on it. I take it. Uh, Noctra, Noctra. He was, he was following us to give us an invitation. We should uh, thank him for his, hospi- and his mistress's hospitality. I do and thank him. He's still walking. He, he, so handed, he handed the paper. And he's kind of still kind of holding his hand out. Watch. I'd like to. Calvin would like to be watching this exchange to see how believable this guy is. Okay. I would like because somebody who is serving an invitation from the richest lady in town should not necessarily be a dirty, grimy guy. Grimy guy sneaking in and out of alleys. Look at that intelligence going to well, work. Well, that's insight. That's what let's, I got. Let's look at, look, look let's, at let's the see. insight going to let's work. Do that. Uh, I have a nine plus seven, sixteen. Natural twenty. Uh, no, it isn't. You lie. <laughs> I so you get, totally get, believe this guy. I still don't believe that he should be the one delivering the message, but I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Don't He's, shoot the messenger oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, don't shoot him. I'll hold my fingers. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my inclination... <laughs> Sheath the weapons. <laughs> Sheath yeah. the weapons. Put your hands on right. your arms. My inclination is to be... Overly hospitable with him, or uh, courteous with him, and then we can decide later. Because of the rich lady? Well, you know, I'm a charismatic guy. Well, yeah, I mean, really, that, that would be why, yeah. Pragmatist. I'd rather have my options open to me than okay. have, have him become defensive immediately. Understood. All right. That doesn't mean I trust the invitation. Yeah. I'm still not sure I trust the man, but the invitation seems authentic. Is it for tonight? When is it for? It is an open invitation to show up when you wish. Oh, uh, so it's like a buffet style. It's always <laughs> that's what rich people can maybe get. maybe we could go for brunch. You know, it's a little bit of breakfast and a whole lot of lunch. <laughs> Hold on, you're doing the one-liners. <laughs> you know, Noctor's rubbing off on me. I mean, I try to be all dark and brooding, but sometimes. Ah, <laughs> uh, tempting as it is, <laughs> he's trying to finish up. A trying to finish nugget. my nugget. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. Never mind. Oh, damn. Dr. Timing. May I see the invitation? Certainly. I hand it over to you. So. I haven't even bothered opening it. Opening it. So, is it nicely engraved or scribed? It is or? embossed. It is definitely embossed and the uh the wax seal is of a W and then the 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 end of the W has a little looks looks like a reptilian tail sort of kind of dangling off of it. 
Is it uh, personalized to us or is it a general invitation? It just says, dear sirs. Is it 20% off coupon? <laughs> uh, come early to Mrs. Walkthroughs and get a special free appetizer. <laughs> Happy hour from 2 to 2.30. Well, this is interesting, but I don't think uh, it necessarily has to change our course right now. No, we're halfway to church, I think. Got to get to church on time. Um, where, in, in opposition to where we're going with the church, where is, where is her house? Uh, her house is the, the northernmost mansion. Okay. Of all right. So we're not even going in that direction. Yeah, so you're definitely not. on to church, Dylan. Don't get distracted. But let's go see the yeah. church. I'm sure it's really nice. So am I correct? I mean, this is a good sized town, but go maybe a mile across, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, half probably. 15 minutes, half an hour to walk across town. But to get, to get a full way across, yeah. All right. It's a decent sized town. Yeah, it does yeah. seem uh, this is the largest one we've been in and the happiest. Most secure, at least. They have the festival and, like, of the again, you guys sun. see the, the, the guardsmen are patrolling. They're, they're always in twos. Are the claw marks on the side of the houses present here? No, you don't see that at all. The wolves haven't come in at all? If, if anything, you see uh, um, along the, the fences, uh, you occasionally see like a wolf's head. Um, it's just staked up on top of the fence. Wow, retaliation. Huh. Okay. Um, that I guess, unless there's anything else of note on the way, let's just get to the church and, and see what's there. All right. So, um, this slouching centuries-old stone church has a bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracked, stained-glass windows depicting pious saints. A fence of wrought iron encloses a garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist floats among the graves. Uh, it's not dark, is it? It is not. It is. It is. It is a morning as it can get at okay. nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, and uh, you, is, you do hear. We've not th- seen mist anywhere else in town. Just no. There, there, there's, there, there's always a mist. It's just whether how thick it is. There's so it's always noticeable at the graveyard. Uh, reflexively, will um, uh. Calvin will cast light upon his shield before stepping up to the door. Fair enough. Right. Is the door open? Yes, the door, the, the door is open, and there's an active sermon going on. Oh, sweet. Same time that uh, Calvin touched his shield almost by instinct, uh, Teelan taps his staff. A little quick stat, uh, tap for mage armor. All right. Can um, I um, kick on, what was it, divine sense? You're going divine sense? Is that the one with the 60-foot radius? Mm-hmm. That lets me know if anything is consecrated. Okay. Yeah, divine sense. Uh. Hmm. hmm. That's a, That's a good. That's a good. I. Uh. You do not feel this area. Um. Being consecrated currently. So it feels desecrated. It doesn't feel desecrated. It just doesn't feel consecrated. It just doesn't feel consecrated. It's just average. And just everything average. you've been told, it should have felt consecrated. Exactly. So after feeling that, I'm gonna instead of going inside, I'm going to take a look around outside the, the church to see if I could figure out what's going on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and maybe nothing is going on. We just know that the bard told us that this was the key to the town. He thought it was the key to the town's safety. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but even above that, if a church doesn't feel consecrated, something happened. Yeah, good or point. something's not happening. Good point. Uh, and now that I have the, the sky-high passive perception, I'm sure I'm going to catch everything, so I'm just going to overconfidently step into the church because that's what I should be doing anyway. Yeah, and it's it's well lit. Uh, like the, the stained glass windows are barely stained any longer, so okay. it's basically just some colored light and then mostly bright white. You know, bright white. And, uh, and I carry it, it, my it own sounds like it almost feels like home. Like it almost feels like the monastery from home. Uh, it's not quite the same sermon, but the mm. same general message from the morning lord. They're getting ready for the festival of the blazing sun. I just walk in and find myself a seat. Um, and you kind of you kind of get like a barometer for the, yeah. and you can see that the the villagers here are here because they are terrified. That's uh, not they are. Good. Not, I mean, they're hoping against hope that you know the morning lord is going to protect them still. Okay. Well, I'll probably Calvin would sit for a little, listen to the sermon, see if he could do better, and uh, maybe volunteer for the next one afterwards. Okay. While Noctra and Teelan go about what they're doing. Is Teelan out with Noctra? Yes, and he's definitely not listening to the sermon. Okay. So walking around outside, do we see that anything to the church. across anything? Is my, my sense picking up anything? Um, you don't sense anything pick, like picking up anything, uh, but you do see in the graveyard there is a uh, younger gentleman actively digging a new grave. Hmm. Um, walk up to him and ask, is this for a recent futur- funeral or an, uh, something an upcoming funeral? I'm just. I was told to dig a new, do, dig a new grave. Someone's going to die soon. It happens all the time. But I thought this town was safe from the effects. People of still tra- die of old age, or the wolves. The wolves. The wolves come inside inside the city. No. That's why no one goes outside the city. If someone's going to be stupid enough to go outside the city, maybe you'll be stupid enough to go outside the city and die. Maybe this grave's for you. I don't know. I just dig graves. He's going to get his ass kicked. So, there's graves that are dug every day, so at least no, once a day just, they're victims? No, the, the, the last one just got filled, so I'm opening a new one to be ready. How long between graves? When was the last time you had to dig? About a week ago. Do you remember if you're doing them more often or less often? I just dig and get paid for it. I don't remember. Have you been paid well? More, you get paid per grave. I mean, it's just, it's okay. I mean, I don't get to spend it on anything. Are you, are you discussing career opportunities Absolutely. with a grave digger? Let me tell you, <laughs> cross training is very important. Um, is there anything else that I could gain from him? Um, if you want to uh, like roll an insight check and try to, you know, get a feel for his disposition. Sure. Rolling inside. My sleeve's in the way. An eight. Plus. Uh, Wisdom. Hold on. Nine. So nine. Um, he seems to be just very apathetic. Like he just, it's just a, doing his job. It's part of life. Hmm. Does it remind me of the bartender? The one that was just... One shilling. Oh, yeah, the bartender. Like the shell of a man? No, he doesn't remind you of that. He's willing to talk to you. 
You're it's just, just apathetic. You're just apathetic. I mean, we see any other fresh graves around? No. Other than the one that's been filled in about a week ago, that's the only disturbed dirt you see out here in the graveyard. Can I ask him about the... Didn't you say that the stained glass windows were cracked in the church? Yeah, they're, 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 they're definitely aged. Can I ask him, was, you know, is it just age or did something happen here to crack the windows? It's just age. I don't... I mean, maybe the last storm did something. Hmm. All right. You want to just keep walking? Yeah. All right. So the sermon ends. Okay. And uh, the people get up and... You know, they seem a little bit more reassured, but his charisma role wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> but so they, they, they you know, they, right. they disperse into town. You know, they, they were at morning service, and uh, you know, he, you know, he said, "Make sure you come back for the afternoon mass." Okay. And um, um, does it look like this is a lot of people? Like, was the church full? Was it? It was only eight, eight, eight patrons. Okay. So the, this place can definitely hold a lot more. This place can probably hold up to seventy. Okay. Um, I guess I would approach the preacher. All right. Uh, he goes, Good hello, to meet you. Uh, don't recognize that symbol you have on your chest there, sir. Why, it's Paylor, of course. It's Paylor. Yes, the god of light and sun and healing and everything that's good with the world. He sounds like he would work fine underneath the morning, Lord. Yes, very much so. He is known by that name in some places. Oh, very nice, very Go nice. Go, Paylor. I am uh, I'm Father Lucius. Father Lucius. I am Calvin. Of Paylor, of course. Calvin. And uh, are you here to spread the, the light? Yes, of course. The light must be spread, and this festival of, of the blazing sun will be glorious, I'm sure. I can't wait the two days for it. And uh, a, a younger boy you know, scoots up to him, and uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, Yes, yes, guy, I'm adult business here. <laughs> Earmost, buddy. Um, ah, who is this? Oh, this is, this is, um, hey, this is Jessica. Okay. Uh, his his parents died uh, a few months ago, and uh, I've taken him under my wing, and he's going to be a uh, father like me. I'm going to train him to preach the, the good word of the light. Oh, that's great news. I, I, I'll hand him one of my little Paylor scrolls. The pamphlets? Yes. Nice. Here, son, read this. It is another version of the Morning Lord, and I think you would very much appreciate it. When is your next sermon? Uh, we will have one uh, when the sun is at its highest. I'd love to come back for that. Perhaps I could share some words. All right. Um, and uh, you notice that the uh, when, I, when you're up there talking, uh, you're sky high passive perception now. Uh, you notice that the altar has been shifted some. Okay. Like the it, you know it, the altar is big and heavy. It's been slightly like slightly askew, and you can see scuff marks or scratch marks in the uh, flooring. This is a great altar you have here now. Go up and kind of look around it actively, trying to see if um, has it been damaged. Is it? It has not been damaged. It does look like it's been moved. So the kind of move as if there is something underneath it, kind of move. Probably. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just ask him forthright. Uh, it looks like your altar's been moved here. Is there? Uh, do you need a hand moving it back? And perhaps? he, you know, looks around and he tells Jessica to leave. Uh-huh. And he's kind of like, you know... Make sure you read the scroll. He's like, the bones have been stolen. Can That's not I enlist your help in finding them? Of course. Uh, whose bones? The bones of St. Andrew. Ah. They, they were what was holding Strahd at bay. 
and they're lost. Someone stole them from underneath this altar, and I can't let the people know. Well, I have a couple of friends who are servants of the Morning Lord, Paylor, and I'm sure they'll be willing to help. I think it's Mil- uh, Milavage, Milavage, the grave digger. I think he took him. Okay. Uh, pardon me a moment while I ensure that my friend is typing the name in. He got it. Okay. <laughs> Milavage. Um, where might I find the grave digger? I mean, it kind of sounds obvious. It is probably digging he's, a grave. He's, he's outside. I put him to work, and I'm trying to keep him out of mischief. He's a good boy. He means well, but I think he something happened, and he got a little over, in over his head. Does the um, altar look like one boy could have moved it? No. no. It looks big and bulky. and Okay. Um. So your altar here is very big and bulky, as I've heard, and I don't think he could have moved it himself. Does he have friends in town, maybe other mischief makers? He is a strong, strong boy. Ah. Well, I will be eager to come back for the next sermon. Please I'll do, go please look do. for him in the meantime. Do you, do you wish to participate? I would love to. And I, I have several prepared things. I'll take one of the scrolls out and say, Here, if you'd like to proofread what I'm going to, to talk to your congregation about later. Fair and enough. perhaps as I walk around, I will encourage more to come. Fair enough. Great. I've never talked attendance about payload before. Att- more attendance from the townsfolk would be amazing. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Lucius. I will go now and find my servant friends. They did not hear any of that. Ha, ha, ha. Did we find anything else outside? <laughs> uh, other than, uh, like I said, just it's it's well manicured. The grass is well kept. Um, everything within the the gates of the or within the fence of the church is it looks like a nice peaceful place. Um, so you guys would have already talked to Malkovich. M-I-L-I-V-O-J Okay, Milavage um, So I'll probably find you not where he is And uh, Okay, so the church is uh, Missing their bones That would explain the feeling Yes um, The, the uh, preacher Lucius thinks that The gravedigger boy took them Because I can't remember his name from one minute to the next You can just call him M M. Milavage. The grave digger, he's, uh, he thinks that he had something to do with it. Do you, just, do you know where to... Where, have you seen him? We just ran into him. He was digging another grave. He said he had to fill in the one that he had dug before. But he wasn't sure when. Well, Why? I, I would think that he would not put the bones from the saint in the grave because it would still be close to the church. He probably took them somewhere else if he took them. But if the grave's been disturbed, hey. Hey. Are you talking to me? Hey, DM. Yeah? (laughs) If the grave's been disturbed, would that have caused the lack of a consecrated feeling? No. So if the bones were still on the ground, it would still... It would still still be consecrated, more more than likely. So taken away from the proper area, so to speak. Okay. So the bones are... Yeah, let's go find Millet. We can ask Milavage. Um, is around here. Is it? I mean, <laughs> none of us ain't very bright. We're not, we isn't not bright. I can't remember. But 
Should we even try investigating the area to see where? I mean, I I can give it a shot because I don't completely suck. But um, I will do so. Uh, Ten. Plus. No, ten. That is plus. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a six, and I'm going to have a plus four. Okay. Um, Yeah, there's not not much um, that you notice. All right. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking for if there Do was any. See? There's probably too many people walking in and out of the church. Uh, I can't see anything. Do we see Milavage at all? Hmm? No, he he is d- d- done finished with his digging his grave. He got six feet, and uh, I mean, there's always the uh, you can always inspect where the altar is. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I felt like I was doing that when I was looking around. Do you, do you want me to? What re- I mean is that you could have moved it to the side and gone it down into the. As long as, I, as long as Lucius is all right with it. Yeah, he's okay I, with it. So, yeah, well, I, come back into the church with me. Perhaps we can look to see where the bones were. Sure. That sounds like a plan. Okay. Uh, Noctra, you're going to have to push this beast of an altar. And it, it, it's a pretty heavy thing. It's, um, it's about 10 feet long by about 5 feet, and it's just... It's, it's pretty solid stuff. Oh, I'm going to try the Nocturne thing. I'm going to cast my spell on it and say, look, it is lighter now. <laughs> what? Give me that look. He, he cast light on it. <laughs> uh, 14 plus 4. 18. 18? All right. You're you, you able to shove it aside about five feet. Nice. There you go. Uh, and shining and the shield down there. Are there are stairs going down. It's, a, it's an old crypt. Ah. Downstairs we go. I will bravely follow you, Noctra. Go, Pelor. Right, so with the with the light of the crypt shining down into the uh, chasm below you, uh, you see another, um, it's just a mausoleum, and the shroud that would have rested over the bones in the body has been thrown to the floor and looks like uh, and it the the altar down in the mausoleum is empty, devoid of anything on top of it. So it's just a, a single room down there? Just a single room. Do you see any footprints or any tracks? The, the dust is disturbed, for sure. Anything damaged aside from the bones missing? Other than the shroud being thrown to the floor? No. No. Okay. Uh, I will start. Picking over the area for any... Okay. Did somebody leave Roll behind them. any DNA evidence or yeah, something? DNA yeah, DNA investigation. Exactly. Let's see how bad I can do this one. I rolled one higher. That would be 11. Um, you're still not able to find much. Yeah. Uh, but what you do find... Uh, it does appear that, that you find one clear footprint, and it yeah. seems to be a younger person's footprint. You can tell age from the footprint. Well, I rolled an 11. Smaller. <laughs> it's smaller. <laughs> Um, but but it does not look like it, it is clear that there wasn't a group of people. It wasn't a group of people. It was a it was, single it was, it was person, single person, a single bipedal person. That okay, great. So we've narrowed it down to one foot. Great. Okay, it's, we should probably head out. This graveyard's kind of full. People must be dying to get in it. Ah. Uh. That's good. Um, No other... (laughs) I I was just about to ask you, no other secret doors here? Should we check for anything special here? Did the footprints go anywhere else? No, they... they, It 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 looks like they went straight to the little altar there and back out. Back out. All right. 
Um, <laughs> Sounds like we might, might need to find uh, Millerage. Yes, mm-hmm. M. Let us find him. That's right. We tried to chat Evil. with him earlier. He was not particularly chatty. Chatty. So you know what he looks like. Perhaps we'll just walk around looking for the, the boy, the man, the guy. Or we could ask the priest. This might be the uh, priest know where he was? Hmm? Did the priest know where he was? He lives on the other side of town. Everything's on the Everything's other side on of the town. Everything's on the town. We might need to be a little tougher with him rather than uh, charming. All right. I'll let you scare him, Teelan. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can, I'm sure. All right. Let's go look for... You can be scary. Is well, it's on? pretty obvious Well, as we're leaving. She's like, it's pretty obvious we can't leave Arena here. She won't be safe from Shroud for much longer. This whole town won't be safe. I think you're right. But if we find the bones, uh, we'll be safe again. So let's look for this kid. Okay. All right. So you guys uh, head back down the main path, mm-hmm. the main street there. And uh, you're kind of asking around, you're looking around, maybe asking some uh, town folk, you know, for, oh, you know, yeah, he just, he just went off that way. That way. Rick, you following? Are there Excuse banners the and stuff for the uh, Festival of the yes, Blazing there, Sun? Yes, there's ba- banners of festival for Festival of the Blazing Sun everywhere. Yeah, um, so yeah, uh, Calvin's just not going to stop smiling the whole time. You, you guys are going to have to fact, stay on point. they read, come one Come all to the greatest celebration of the year, the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Attendance and children required. Rain or shine, all will be well. The Baron. Sounds a little desperate. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Attendance required? What do you think, Teelan? Stoic as always. He thinks no, great things. Because uh, I would be worried about anything where everyone had to be there at once. But I'm more worried about the l- bones missing from St. Andrews. I well, agree. All the that ways keep pointing that way, so let's go that way. All right. <laughs> so you guys uh, <laughs> I mean, having heading. the defenses of the town down and the entire town gathered in one place sounds like a Rest bad combination. I don't get it. It's a great festival. Did you see? It's the blazing sun. Has the sword said anything to me? Uh, not, not unless you ask it. It, th- it thinks you're wasting time, though. Oh, snap. Hmm. Well. Now what? Have we keep, found him yet? No, you keep walking. You're walking. walking. And you, uh, you eventually find um, a building that uh, has a picture of a doll on it. And this cramped shop has a dark entrance portico above which hangs the wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse with a B engraved in both sides. Flanking the entrance are two arched lead-framed windows. Through the dirty glass, you see jumbled displays of toys and hanging placards bearing the sign, Is no fun? Is no Blinsky? Blinsky's toys? I've heard of them. No, I haven't. I'm making it up. But the festival is going to be great! And uh, you see uh, Melavage in there. He's talking to what appears to shopkeeper. All right. There's our guy. Steven, go tell him what for. Go tell him what for? Yes, why not? Hmm. I'm going to keep reading the banners. They're so great. Come on in, Calvin. The banners will be there okay. when we get out. I guess I can see them from inside. You want? Do you want those, uh, that church to be whole again? 
I think I'll be preaching there in a couple hours. It'll All be the more great. reason it has to be whole again. So yes. we have to get these bones back. Hey, what? <laughs> well, if we're going to uh, intimidate him or potentially intimidate him, I don't know that we want to do it in the shop. Uh, so we might want to try to get him to come out and join us outside, perhaps. Why? Well, maybe the shopkeeper's in on it as well. If the toys are creepy enough, it might be easy to intimidate them. In fact, Joe, uh, Calvin would see that uh, the headless doll that he burninated. Oh, crap. uh, There is another doll just like it staring at you from the the window of the the shop. Oh, it's not not headless. It's attached. And it's it's following you. The same head. Maybe we should send Calvin in to just listen since he hasn't met Milovage yet. Milovage won't recognize him. I don't know. The creepy doll. Do you That's see the doll? That's a good idea. Do you see the doll, right? Hey, it is Calvin. creepy, but you're tough. <laughs> but you can ask Paylor to protect you. Paylor will protect me. Exactly. Go that on does in. does not stop it from being a creepy bitch doll from hell. But the doll's not going to do anything. You're going to go in there. You're going to talk to Milovage. You're not going to tell him about Paylor. And you're going to find out some information. Okay. Um, I will cast resistance upon myself first okay. for the saving throw against evil death doll of doom. Okay. And I'll walk in and listen. So the, the door, jingle, jingle, jingle. And you walk in and... Uh, that doll's still following me. Uh, yeah, it is. It's still watching you. Crap. Um, you always feel like somebody's watching you. <laughs> um, and uh, you overhear uh, the younger gentleman and the older gentleman speaking about uh, uh, payment. Uh the younger gentleman is inquiring because he's he's bought a he's commissioned a toy and uh the shopkeeper has not finished it yet mm-hmm. and um you know he's like you know it's, it's an exquisite piece but just let, just let me finish it it'll be another day i promise another one more day and uh milavage a little bit irate but you know he's like all right cool I'll, you know just, just just get it finished and you know that's it and he turns around and he sees you there and he goes what are you doing here? I am here because... Do you see that doll? Is it looking at you? And he looks at it, and it's looking straight at you, and he's like, no. Okay, so it's just me. Uh, you know there's a festival in two days. Yes. Of the blazing sun. The idiot burgomaster. Yeah, we all, we all know about the festival. It's going to be glorious. Is your toy for the festival? The toy is none of your business, good sir, and I will bid you. You're adieu. right. I'm a good sir. So, what's the toy for then? And uh, unless you're going to block him, he's going to attempt to leave the shop. I'd like to put him between me and the doll. <laughs> okay. So you kind of kind of yeah, kind of break break the yeah. doll's gaze. All right. And uh, Milovage does exit the shop um, with uh, Calvin uh, a little bit behind him. Yes. Uh, we stop him. How are you going to do that? Step in front of him and say, Oi. Oi? Okay. <laughs> Back in your box. It's very intimidating. <laughs> I, th- I think so. <laughs> it would be for me. You haven't seen the Oi. So we meet again, Gravedigger. Yeah? Why? We have questions for you. So apparently some bones went missing from the church. I have no idea what you're talking about. How convenient. She looks down at her foot, at his foot. Does it look about the same size of what would have left the track that we saw? Possibility. Hmm. Possible? Can I make it more than that? You could make a roll. An intelligence check. 
Ooh. Ooh, I got a 16. Plus one, 17. Right, yeah, you were able to deduce that uh, that foot definitely could have made that, that um, footprint. Okay, so now she's really not going to let him go until okay. he answers her questions. Teelan, do you got anything to add? I, I, uh, I do. I'm just looking on my sheet because I can't remember, but I, I think I would want to try to do... I would want to try to intimidate him at this point, as opposed to smooth talking him by essentially telling him that you know we know he's been involved in this blasphemy and that he's placing the entire the well-being of the entire town and all of his kinsfolk at risk, and we don't have time to waste with him, and he needs to tell us what's going on. Okay, Calvin uh, is so proud to hear roll me an intimidate check. Church. Right. So I'm proficient in that. So it's this plus charisma plus proficiency bonus. Yep. Oh. Uh, what'd you roll? I rolled a four. Oh, plus three. So plus you you have like your 11. bend luck thing, right? Any any ability mm. check? And I'm, I'm I'm not saying it correctly, but you know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Uh, you, yeah. You don't mean bend luck. You mean tides of chaos. Yep. I can gain advantage on any attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. So why don't you give yourself advantage on this for the wild? So I will. Wild magic. So now I've got twenty total. Okay, that is. Enough, and uh, he spills the beans, so to speak. Uh, he does confess that Yeska, the altar boy, uh, was the one that let him know that there was bones underneath. And uh, you know, Yeska didn't tell him to do this, but you know, he's he's tired of the status quo. Like, you know, everyone's just content to stay in this stupid city and live their life and then die and then live their and, and live in this hell. He's like, you know. Something had to happen. Something, something had to happen so that they would go and at least try to get out of Barovia and just get and kill Strahd and just, just, and he's like, you know, just very agitated about like, you know, just everyone just content to stay in the safe space. Uh, so he's trying to open the doors in essence to yeah. drive them out. He's trying to force people out. Right. Or let Strahd in, I suppose. To force people out. Yes. Uh, I guess I would just ask if, yeah, as a follow-up, if anyone put him up to this or if this was his own idea. No, I, I just, I, I, I mean, I gave him the Henrik to, to take to hide. You gave him the Henrik to what? Henrik to take to hide, to hide him. Henrik's the... Henrik is the, uh, he's the, he's the, he's the coffin maker. The coffin ah, maker. Yeah. Well, can you take us to him? We need those bones back. I mean, do you, do you have to? I mean, I know it's frustrating really? and scary, kid, but we've been outside those walls. Believe well, it or not, you guys are better off in here. Well, and we can tell him that we're going to kill Strahd. And so it's best for him. And to he kind of like looks at you skeptically, like, you're going, just the three of you? I tell you, you haven't seen his magic missile yet. That's what she said. Is that, is that what they call that now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we can tell him that we are on a quest and we are not alone and that there's no reason for them to jeopardize themselves while we're doing this. Okay. I mean, I guess I can always steal them again later if I had to. <laughs> Good kid. Give us six months. If yeah. six months things aren't better. By the way, did you move that altar all by yourself? Oh, yeah. That was a heavy altar. Yeah, he's a big boy. You're strong for a guy with not very big feet. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what they say, little hands, little feet, really strong. <laughs> what? So. Yeah, uh, he, he, he says, yeah, uh, um, on the map here, he's, it's N6. So he N6. describes where that so is. Southeast. On, southeast on of map. where you guys are okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not too well, far away from where we found him. I would guess, because we were headed east when we found Yeah, you were at N7 currently. Okay, so well, we're towards the middle. Huh? While we're with him, since we're, you know, buds now, yeah. can we ask him, uh, just while we're there, if he happens to know anything more about the wizard? Um, Just that he's crazy, and he lives on the North Shore, and occasionally you see, um, uh, like, a shimmering house appear, and it moves... And it moves? It moves. The house moves. And does he know, um, is there anything interesting that he might know about the Abbey? Since that will probably be our next stop. Oh, he has no idea. Uh, it just, you know, it's one of the other safe havens. Okay. All right. Um, let's go talk to the coffin maker. All right. Let's go rough him up a bit. Hey, Dylan. You sounds did, like a, sounds you did like a good with the small-footed gravedigger, boy. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to rough him up now that we've got uh, all the knowledge. Ah. All right. Um, so this uninviting shop is oh. two stories tall and has a sign shaped like a coffin above the front door. <sighs> all the window shutters are closed up tight, and a silence surrounds the establishment. That's a fitting for a coffin maker. I just want to ask. So I, I do not have Tides of Chaos unless you ask me to roll a surge and then I can get it back. Right? Exactly. Okay. Um. So uh, the, anything creepy at the place other than the silence? It's just, it's just dead silent. Uh, it doesn't appear to be occupied. Everything's shut tight. The shutters are all closed. Everything's, you know. Uh, I've got no problem knocking and if no one's home, going and looking around in here. You try knocking, I'll try knock trying. Huh. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> I don't know well, how that'll go answer. for you. Uh, yeah, I'd give a big, good, hard knock, and if no one uh, answers, I guess I would kind of just check around the building to see if there's an so obvious you, way. So uh, you give it a knock, and you hear uh, from, you know, maybe 10 feet or so behind the door, we're closed, go away. Well, I do believe they it. said that they're open. Open the door, teeth. <laughs> Uh, before I do that, I would tell them that, that they're open for us and that they have to open the door right now. We're closed. Go away. Leave me alone. Can I be more intimidating than I was? <laughs> Behind a door? Yeah, you can yell at them all you want. Yeah. Uh, Kick it down. Yeah. Come on, yeah, put your foot uh, up. Yeah, that's my. Well, I, I don't know that I can kick <laughs> anything with my strength, but uh, let's see. Uh, I'll try. I'll try. Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah, I have a minus one to strength, so maybe someone else. So I'm gonna put my foot up. Uh, <laughs> up his butt. So the way that this works is <laughs> I actually I dust dealing. off the door for her and dust it off uh, right under the handle. Little prestidigitation, and then I literally just step aside and l- wait for her to kick. Oh, that's awful! I throw a little target. Is that a nine or a six? I don't. The know. liney thingy is on the bottom, so what? that's a six. <laughs> yes. Well, you probably have like a plus twenty-two. Ten. Ten. A ten. It, 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 you kick it with a resounding, but it does not buckle. I don't want it to break. I just want it to open. It's locked. It looks like there's a uh, a board behind the door. Can we pick it? He's like, go away! Yeah. Stop that! Go call the guards! 
Uh, we are the guards. Yeah, we just want to talk to you. I Go need away. A, I need a coffin made for my friend. We're closed. I need a really nice coffin made. We're, we're just closed. We're just here to pick up some bones. Can I try again? Go again. That's better. 18. You're able to kick down the door. <coughs> and like he backs away with his hands up. And he's like, we're closed. What are you doing? Where are the bones? Hey, fine. They're in the wardrobe upstairs. Why are you such a persnickety, angry little <laughs> pimple? <laughs> <laughs> you just called him a pimple. <laughs> she going to squeeze you till you pop. So. Why are you so angry? What do you mean? You just kicked down this door. <laughs> you just kicked down my door. Exactly. All we wanted to do was talk. Uh, All you had to we're do was... Closed. What part of we're closed don't you understand? It was just a conversation. But yes, the kid did give me the bones. They're upstairs in the wardrobe. All right, can we go upstairs and go get them out of the wardrobe? Go, just go. Thank you. Are they next to a lion and a witch? Good lord. Do we have anyone that can check for traps on the wardrobe? Uh, I, I am very perceptive. I just don't check for traps. As I'll take a good look, see if you, see, if you perceive yeah, anything. I don't imagine there are any, but it would be worth a, a peek. I think somebody should keep an eye on the man here. We should not leave him alone after breaking his door down. I'll talk to him. Go, I'll go check the Hey, what's your out. name? Actually, uh, <laughs> I am Henrik Vandervoort. Hey, Henrik, do you know what sits at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? I have no idea. A nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going upstairs? Too? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I will, I will definitely look around the wardrobe. Well, what's it look like up there? Um, so you, the, the main area you guys got into was the, um, was the general workshop. Okay. <coughs> and, um, to the, when you exit through the workshop, actually, let me pull it up on the map. Hey. I have, I, I actually loaded this one. Mapses so. are cool. Mapses are cool. So, shabam. Sha, sha, shabam. And there. Are, are yeah, we? look, it's coffins. Uh, which one's the main floor? I guess the main the floor is question. the left, the, the left, left one. Side. All right, let me move that over. <laughs> and so you entered through the front door. Okay, you were in the workshop. You, you made your way busted. into the coffin room. Okay, and there's the stairs going up. Okay, and then we go up, and the wardrobe would be um, to immediately to your right is the kitchen. Okay. And then um, the big room, that, that L-shaped room up top on the second floor, yep. that's where the wardrobe can be found. So it's not in the bedroom? It is not. Okay. Then um, I, I guess in the, in the place, does it just look like this is where he lives and makes coffins? Everything up here normal? Everything up here is as dark as can be. Like Not the the, wind, the windows are boarded okay. up. Well, I don't want to wake the dead. Um, I do have the shield lit up. Okay, so, so, um, so you you enter that uh, room and okay. um, you see a wardrobe in the uh, corner right here. I got pointing at it. Yes, it is okay. in the That's southeast corner. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I will take the time, um, Dylan. Watch my back while I look around this place. 
Tegan, I need you to make a perception check to watch his back. Okay. Roll well. Yeah. Let's check my perception. You know, I have a sign on my back called Kick Me. Uh, so if you're watching it, I'll know. Uh, total of 15. Yeah, it doesn't suck. doesn't suck. Not bad. Given that I have a zero in wisdom. Yeah. All right. Um, and from the opposite end of the room, you see uh, two figures emerge from the shadows. And that is where we will end this episode. Oh, snap. Fantastic. All right. It's uh, a little crazy. So what are we learning about the town so far? They were safe, but the bones got messed up. Uh, or stolen, safe. really. Uh, and we think that we're going to make the town safe again if we get the bones back. Possibly. Cool. I mean, these are the bones of a saint. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Awesome. Um, okay. All right, well, thanks for listening. Bye, and, everyone. Uh, we'll be back, same bad time, same bad channel. All right, we'll say bye. Goodbye, buddy. They follow the clue starting from the bard, to the church, to the altar, to the gravedigger, to the coffin maker, then finally to the wardrobe. As they are about to discover if the bones are indeed in the wardrobe, dark figures appear from the shadows. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. <laughs>